I love it. Then welcome back. Hey, B. <laughs> what up, Rick? Cheers. Clink, Cheers. Clink my yes. glass, bitch. There right. you go. Welcome back to the Rick and B show. Yeah, we got to welcome ourselves back. We've been gone for a fucking while. We have. We had some stuff that we wanted to do. Mm. <laughs> it was, you know, yeah. life life kind of sort of presented some wrenches. Challenges. Oh, yeah, but you know what? There was also these, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out of town for a while kind of moments. <laughs> uh, I just got back from New Orleans for um, a week. And on the coattails of the last uh, show with Seth. Exactly. And if, Jared. You guys, if you guys remember uh, Seth and Jared from the Go-Go Boys show. No, how could they not? They, I, they were like the, you know, one of the most popular shows we've ever had. So. We, we are still thanking them for, you know, all the all the ads and, and uh, the likes that we've gotten. So, boys, if you're listening to this, we applaud you. We 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 hope that you're shaking that ass. <laughs> well, Rick does. I mean, I'm like, I'm like you know, I'm more, I'm more supportive. You know, I'm like, yeah, man, shake that ass if that's what you want to do. No, Rick's I more hope, like, oh yeah, shake that ass. I hope you're doing it. Uh, yeah, because I saw some of that in New Orleans, and you know, it was it was it was nice for me, and several other <laughs> several other people who were appreciative around me as well. Um, what have you been doing, B? What, tell the people where you've been. I uh, fuck, man. I'm trying. I, I've re- Retreated a bit from online social life. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, I guess it's, it's, I don't know. It, it I'm not seeing much reality happening. I mean, it, it never existed in online social life, but it, it seems to be even further from reality now. It's, I don't know. I don't so know fact, how to explain it. So the world of online media has left you feeling that there's even more pretense than when you first got into it. Yeah, it's in, okay. in some kind of, I look at posts now, I'm like, eh, eh, <laughs> I could say something, but then they're going to say this. You're that, then, gra- you're that granddad from The Simpsons. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I don't want to be Abe, damn it. I don't want to be Abe. I, I just needed a break from that and I've been I've trying I'm I'm trying to get in better shape for myself. Congratulations and good for oh, you. Thank you. I, I support. I, mean, I endorse. Thank you. Let's just clink bitch out yeah, again. Right. Cuz it's I mean, we talked about it earlier, but it's difficult to be I guess I mean I'm I'm naturally thin, slender. I you guess, are. but I, you know I still gain weight. We all do. <laughs> Happens and to us. And I all. think it it looks disproportionately awful on me because okay. I do have a a slender frame. Okay. You know, uh, so I so I, I I put it to somebody this way. I noticed that. When I put my jeans on after I take them out of the dryer, mm-hmm. that there was a longer than normal stretch period. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody gets that 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 you you put jeans on in the dryer, they're tight fitting, right? They are. They and are. I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I'm gonna have to buy new jeans. I can't. This is horrible. I can't. It's like an hour, and they're still tight fitting. Like, what the fuck's going on? What's your waist size? Uh, 
31. Fuck you. See, well, that's that's kind of the... Right, but you're a little taller than I am. There's there's different, you know, we're different people, guys. I have, just say it, I have birthing hips, right? That's what you want to tell me? Oh, get out of my house. Go, get out. No, your jeans don't look make you look fat. Your face does. That's... Oh. Oh. I try to be supportive of people, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where I just, I, I didn't, I'm not trying to be healthier to make other people feel bad. No, no. <laughs> I'm not like going, Oh yeah, I'm trying to lose weight. So you suck it. I'm not, I'm sorry. Maybe there are some who do, I don't know, but I, re- I realize you are not one of those people. I try not to. I That's why I don't even like to bring it up. So people are like, well, what are you doing? Oh, well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, why aren't you drinking beer? Well, because I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't want to be a fat ass. I like beer, but <laughs> beer's got a lot of calories. <laughs> what the fuck do you care about calories? <sighs> fuck you. Jesus You Christ. know what? We're, we're, in, we're approaching summer. It's coming quickly. Everybody is trying to get in the best shape they can be for swimsuit weather. Um, you know, I'm shed not, that winter weight. I'm not a fucking spring chicken anymore. Okay. I'm paying back. Uh... <laughs> what do you want to say? <laughs> You're pay- what, are you, what are you doing? You're paying back what? You're trying. <laughs> I'm paying back lethargic debt. Okay. It was a bit of lethar, you know. I, I work okay. sitting down all the time, and you know, I <laughs> get gluttonous with friends. You know what happens? That's a very interesting way of putting it. <laughs> so that I'm, you are you are now working your ass. I I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. Work that ass. So it, right. it's just weird to see how people aren't supportive. Of of people who are trying to be healthy. Sure. Right. Because they don't think you're deserving. Of of support, or that you should worry about because it. Right. they, I I don't know what is it, it is a reflection of their own uh, guilt, self hate, self hate. I, I don't I don't I know what it is. I, I, no you know, I don't want to fucking judge people. I just want to tell people what the fuck I'm doing with my life without you know? being questioned on it. Without being questioned on it, without you know, just this incredulous. What you? Without having to explain the shit out of yourself. <laughs> right. Why are you drinking vodka, Brian? Because it's less calories <laughs> than that fucking six hundred calorie beer that I normally like to drink. Well, you know what? We're we're actually going to talk about that subject on this show. Um, let's do that, but not right now. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's not do that. But I, let's, but <laughs> let's, let's put that just curb that shit for now. But I but I wanted LA. I wanted to let the people know that that is part of today's agenda this particular program's uh lineup <clears throat> are we over explaining ourselves and for what reasons and when and to what end are people being inquisitive because they really want to know or because they're judging they're, they're judging yeah yeah it's a really good it's a really good question to ask absolutely so, so we're going to come back to that mm-hmm. um but i but first i thought what might be a good idea um Lay it to, on me, Rick D. Is to oh, now you say it <laughs> after all this time. I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a turn of a phrase, man. <laughs> I will if you will drink drink more. We'll see what happens. So, um, I actually thought it would be a good idea because I've had questions about this um, to address 
what my life has been like since I came out about my HIV status several uh, several episodes back on this show. Yes. What was it like episode 11 or 13 somewhere in there? It was uh, a long time ago. It was it year, seems that way. <laughs> it was at least a year ago. Um if not um more than that like a year and a half. Mhm. But um you know I I've had some people who listen to the show and I I got emails from people that I didn't know from you know across the globe. Right. Who who were very supportive and who said, thank you for talking about this so openly and honestly like you did. It's what I needed at the moment. So, Sweet. So that was really that was really great. That's the kind of feedback that, you know, you would want as as someone who is, you know, who's broadcasting and just saying, here's oh, my, yeah. Hell here's yeah. my, here's my truth. Do with it what you will. And, you know, I didn't really have an agenda except to educate. Sure. So, um so and, could, and you know to, to, to <clears throat> vent a little bit to to put it out there in the, the ether and see what it does exactly I, I ex- exactly <laughs> how do does that this. that spirit manifest exactly. itself let's do this just to see what will happen as mm-hmm. Lestat would say in, in Anne Rice's <laughs> novels I did it just to see what would happen <laughs> I am often of that mentality in the choices that I make which may not be very <laughs> smart sure but I can't help it it's it's who but I it's am. damn sure fucking interesting. It, absolutely has been and that's never a, a dull moment that's another show we'll make sure that we do a what did you do just because and what happened from it <laughs> <laughs> all right so people out there start thinking about yes, it yes yes the fuck did. did you do just because <clears throat> yes. so so rick how the fuck has it been um you well, busted your hiv cherry you know, <laughs> came out <laughs> so if coming out of the the the, the closet is the, is the, closet, the gay right. well right. you got to use a new a new room, I, I would think. You know, you can't come out of the same closet twice, man. How many fucking closets do you have? Uh, to to this point, <laughs> to this point, there's only been two. I don't really have another secret that I. Well, no, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I, I came out of the <clears throat> gay or the uh, um, the HIV workshop. I don't know <laughs> something. I don't know the deep freeze, the freezer. Well, you know what? That's a really uh, good point. But, but no, listen. It's not a. It, I'm sorry. It's already make light. It's not a. It's not a funny thing. But, but that's a know. really good analogy because when when you find out that you are positive, your life can tend to freeze up. Mm-hmm. You just lock down. You think, what do I have to do to survive? What do I have to do to deal with this? What do I have to do to just transition my head around this whole new paradigm of living? Yeah, you become so, really guarded. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, which which some of that you, you you spoke to, I did, and um, so one of the questions that I've been asked is, you know, what what have I encountered um, from from the people that I know or from the public? Um, so to answer that question, I really have received nothing but support from the people that I know, who mm-hmm. who didn't know that I was positive. Um, again, from total strangers who were who were dealing with their own diagnosis and and had no voice to uh, to fall back on or to feel hope from. Right. Um, and so there was a lot of encouragement. You know, keep on doing what you're doing. We hope you're we hope you're okay. Thank you for being so brave. There was there was of course a lot of concern at first from people who didn't know um, and who wanted to make sure that I was okay. Is there anybody that pulled away? No, not one person. Sweet. Not one person who who heard the podcast or who saw when I came out on uh, World AIDS Day, um, short following that episode right. on, on on Facebook. Yeah. 
not one person left me because of it. Or at least not anybody that you would know. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that exactly. you would miss. I don't no, know. No, listen, I keep track of the number of friends that I have. <laughs> I was watching that friends number every day for a long time. Wow, I wonder how, I wonder, <laughs> damn. You know, that that's a that's kind of a, 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 probably a sad reality for a lot of people out there that, you know, that that's what we've come to judge the impact that we have uh, by the things we do and the things we say is social media. And maybe that's kind of the reason that I've uh, pulled away from it for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, the, the, you talk about watching the number of, of friends. You know, oh my shit, it, it fucking decremented. Holy shit, what yeah. the hell? You know, but the thing is, it, the reality is, as I see it, you're not friends with 350 fucking people. That's impossible. It's impossible. You're right. To be friends, to say that you are friends with that many people. But that word that we have on Facebook uh, yeah, to talk yeah, about it, right. it's, it's, a, it's a connotation that you have a friendly connection. You are an acquaintance, and I don't really Sure, but if you lost half of them, it would not change your world at all. It wouldn't. You're right. Right. So, but... In watching that number, it it was. But as broadcasters, explain it. As broadcasters, we look at stats. Do we not? Sure, but this was <laughs> so personal. This, a, this was personal. Right. This wasn't true. So this is a kind of stat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a kind of measurement that I based that I based on you know what would happen with that podcast, and of course hmm. nothing changed. And and had it changed drastically, I would have been really shocked, and it would have been telltale to me that. I'm living in an environment where um, there's a lot of people who don't want to associate with me because of the virus. Fear. Exactly. Fear. Because of fear. Exactly. Illogical fear. I mean, we, yeah. we don't rate, uh, you know, they, you want to find out statistics for things. I mean, that's what you should base your de decisions on. Not, you know, I happen to hear this on the news or my friend said this or that or the <laughs> other. Yeah, fucking Google that shit. <laughs> what are the statistics <laughs> for these things? You know, what, what, What's my, you know, my chance of, of getting a disease, what, fucking, uh, the flu, you know, just pick anything, right? Pick something. <laughs> Fuck people. I mean, you got people out there that won't take vaccines, but they're afraid to go to the bathroom because an HIV positive person might have fucking used the toilet. Right. It's insane. Exactly. Which brings me, which brings me to my next question. Um, what have I learned? You know, this was another question I've been asked a lot since coming out about it. What have I learned um, in the process or since that time? Since, since revealing. Since, since, since being out about it and trying to have open, meaningful, or just casual dialogue about my status with people that I meet. Right. I have learned <clears throat> that... Raleigh, North Carolina is really fucking stupid <laughs> when it comes to HIV education. We are in the South. I have learned that there's so much ignorance about it in this town that I, I don't even know how to express it. Is it willful ignorance? Yes. Yes, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you why. Because there are, there are a number of, um, of lectures that have, that have cropped up since before I announced this on the air yeah, and after I announced it on the air, there are, there are a whole, there are a lot of lectures that have come up to try to educate the public 
there's a lot of things that are that are out there that have happened that I that I've been aware of that have invited people to come and be a part of say here learn what's new about HIV so what generation are you getting that from is it our generation or is it the the, the 40, younger the 40 something generation or is it the 40 no, something no 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 because you know that, we we live through the fucking impact of it. We live through it on the nightly fucking news. Right. I that's think, that's how we learned about it. I think that people who were teenagers in in the eighties, like you and I, mm-hmm. we have uh, maintained a pretty good general awareness. Mo- most of us have. Yeah. But it is the thirty somethings and the twenty somethings who um, who don't want to acknowledge it because it will ruin their fucking party. Sure. Well, well, that and they didn't have the sense of urgency. It's like trying right. to explain the Cold War. Right. Exactly. You know, what, we, what it felt like, you know. To live in the 50s. Right. Y- y- you can. <laughs> yeah. You can see it on TV and go, wow, that was kind of fucked up. You know, it's some documentary, but. That don't have nothing to do with me, man. That right. Don't, that don't apply to me. It's not happening today. But the problem no. is it's still happening a lot. And infection hasn't decreased in the south because people aren't willing to educate themselves on HIV and talk about it. So you you know you and I have done shows on about the grinder issue. Yeah. So yeah. you have people who hook up on grinder and they will post things like negative as of a certain date. Mhm. UB2. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this idea or if they don't tell their status the people who are looking at their profiles might automatically assume, well, because he hasn't said he's HIV positive, he must not be. Let's have but some bear, let's always, have some bear back. There's always the chance. There's right. always the chance. <laughs> right. Um, so what you have happening in the South, um, especially, is uh, a bunch of people who have their head in the sand about it and don't want to acknowledge it. And they assume that because someone doesn't say... I'm HIV positive, then they're not. And the reason right. for that, the reason for that is this. In North Carolina, it is a law, it is a requirement that before you actually have sex with someone who's positive, you have to disclose your status. Sure. So, I think most states probably have some something to that effect. You know, I don't I don't know about the most states. I just mm-hmm. know about North Carolina. So that'd be something interesting to research. Sure. So it is a so it may be understood by the people who are hooking up online. Well, I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> it's a law. If he doesn't tell me that he has click it H- or ticket. If he doesn't have <laughs> HIV, he's got to tell me. He, right. You know, then then he's okay, and we can fuck bareback. <laughs> Never mind herpes. Wrap it or slap it. I don't exactly. know. What, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it or slap it. <laughs> what the hell? I, you know. Never mind, never mind herpes or the clap. Oh, sure. Or, any or, other number of fucking venereal diseases. Right. That, yeah, just put your raw dick in that raw hole and, oh, and see what you come out with. Bloody, okay. bloody snub of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> a sad, bloody nub of a It may have penis. virtual late, late manifesting teeth. Well, That's yeah, all but I'm people saying. think that, you know, oh, those things, I just get a shot and I'm okay. You know, but. There's g- look, there's gonorrhea that can't be cured now, okay? There is, yes. <laughs> That's a so, thing. It's a thing. So I have learned um, that there's people who uh, liked me bef- and then found out my status and then just disappeared. And, you know, my, my You mean as far as from your people, dating pool? Right. People that I was, you know, starting to go out with. And, you know, it, it, it's, everybody's, um, it's everybody's prerogative when to tell someone that you're positive. There's no right time. It's your choice. Sure. And in my opinion, it should 
it should happen before you actually have sex with someone. Right. And and to a point where they can make a decision whether or not they want to go that direction. So my approach has been, well, okay. You don't just say, hi, I'm HIV positive. Right. Because it's, ah, that's not, um, it's, it's a part of But that's of, not who you are, right? It's a, right. It's a part of me, but it isn't <laughs> right. who I right. am. Right. You're not like, hi, I'm <laughs> HIV positive. My last name's Rick Denton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And and one of the pe- and one of the and that's actually one of the things that I um that I have um that has have encountered is that after the initial shock wore off from most of the people finding out they stopped associating me with the disease they just they just they forgot that that they remembered that I'm Rick first and you know if at at some point if I bring up HIV we can have that discussion but it's never really brought up anymore right it just isn't part of the conversation because it doesn't need to be because I'm not well, fucking everybody that I know well there's that and and also uh, it's not it's not as deadly as it once was it's nowhere near as deadly as it once was so as it's long not, you as know. you have as long as you have insurance and get medicine and that's I'm going to that in a second yeah yeah so the ignorance um, behind the um, the younger uh, generation, and I do mean like the the twenties, thirty somethings, who are just not coming out and and deciding that they're not gonna they're not gonna have to deal with it, or and in some cases, people who are in their forties, which is my age bracket, who I guess have decided I don't have time to deal with that. I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm you know great. I'm sorry that this has happened, but you know I yeah I can't I can't I don't know how to work with you. I mean I'm, I think I might have told you. I met someone who was in the medical field who was all great and happy till he found out. And then he said, yeah, man, I, I, I like you, but I don't know how to work with HIV. No, I hadn't heard. No, I hadn't heard. That. <laughs> wow. And I'm going, wait a minute, you are a medical professional and you don't know how to work around this. And I, and I'm the only thing I can think of is, is that maybe, uh, and I actually, there is an assumption that um, people who are HIV positive are desperate for sex. And so we're lying to people and telling them that we know how to work with this so that we don't infect them. Oh, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? But there's this. You got to fucking kid me. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) No, there is an assumption that if if you're positive, especially. So, no, no, no. Wink, wink. I got this secret fucking thing that is guaranteed (laughs) you're not going to get infected. It's called a condom. if If you hold your tongue the other way. It's all about where the fuck you place your tongue. No, I, I That's, also... I mean... Yeah. Jesus Christ. Go f- fucking learn about this shit. Yeah. Learn about all the fucking venereal diseases. That's... That, if you're going to have sex, you should be fucking educated about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line answer to it. So, ah! so um, while I do recognize that condoms are a turn off in general, there's this thing called Truvada now. PrEP, for mm-hmm. short. And if you are a it's person, a pill, right? It is a little blue pill that not is, Viagra, but not, you know if they comboed that Viagra. shit, right? Not, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Oh well, uh, you add a little bit of the, that uh, antidepressant in there, so you got you got your you know your penis pill, your antidepressant for longevity, right? And your, your HIV, anti, your anti-HIV. What do they call that? Pro, profa, prophylaxis. Yes, prophylaxis. So you, you know, and I, and we've talked I about just, this. I just fucking pharmaceutical companies just you send me my it. royalties. <laughs> and fuck yeah. The problem is, you know, um, yes, um, 
Condoms suck. So if you are one of those people who has decided that you are only going to have bareback sex because you can enjoy it, you can only enjoy it that way. You're going to have to get on prep so that you can do this unless you absolutely have a 100% guarantee. And we're talking a lab report from the person that you're. And, And maybe not just one. Yeah, that you're going to be putting your dick in or who's going to be putting your, their dick in you, that they are negative as of last week. Right. <laughs> Actually, or as maybe two or three months ago because the symptoms don't show up in, in a week's time. No, no. So, um, yeah, there's this really fucked up mentality that, well, if I just, you know, disclose or if I just, just say negative only, you be too, then I'm going to be safe. Guess what, motherfuckers? It hasn't stopped the rate of increase. Oh no! It I not. mean, because it, it's there's a the, the stigma is still attached to it, so people they don't want to talk about. They don't it. want to talk about right. it. They 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 don't want to be judged because of it. You know, it, right. it didn't happen because you're a shit person. It didn't happen. You right. may coincidentally be a shit person, but you didn't get infected because you're a shit person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you got infected because it's a fucking virus and it happens. It just happens. You didn't get the stomach flu because you were a shit person. <laughs> you may still be a shit person, but you didn't get infected because of it. So that's it's, so that's so that's one thing that I have learned that there's still so much willful ignorance in the South, or at least in in Raleigh, North Carolina, because we don't want to talk about it and we don't want to support each other because there's all this shame involved and from the people who are uninfected against the people who are infected. But that's, but that's another aspect of it, the shaming. Yeah. So what was this shit that I heard about the, uh, um, the, the, the trip? The, pe- mm. the people who take Travada? Yeah, the Travada whores. Travada whores. What the, f- what the fuck right. are you people right. doing? So, what is wrong with you? Right. Here's a group of people who are trying to be responsible by taking Travada because they know what they're doing sexually. They're owning their behaviors. But right. Yet, but that the, the, there's other people in the gay community here are saying, oh, you just want to fuck bareback so you take this pill so that you can fuck whatever walks. Well, so fucking what? Taking, so what if that's what they want to do? Trying to prevent their spread of HIV. Sure. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't understand. Well, who the fuck are you to shame people for for their behavior? Like you're some, like you're a fucking saint. I mean, right. really, seriously, think about yourself. Right. Think about that nasty shit that you do that nobody fucking knows that you do it, that you like, oh, I can't believe I just did that shit. Oh, well, nobody knows it but me. We all fucking do things like that. Who the fuck are you to judge other people? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially when it's, uh, you know, of health concern. You're, you're, you're talking about, you know, epic de- epidemic level rates of fucking infection of uh, uh, and, and you're going to shame people? Yeah, it's really nasty. It can be really I, really it, shitty. Um fuck. So that's one thing. However, on the flip side of it, I have learned that there are far more um there are well, not far more, but maybe an equal balance uh, a surprising level of people who are actually very supportive. And now that I've come out about it, um, it's, I'm finding support where I didn't, I didn't realize it would exist. I just had to take that leap of step forward, which has, has caused me to, um, to take a, a bigger public leap of faith and start with a group of people, um, that kind of found me out of nowhere 
because of my loudmouth nature on Facebook. <laughs> you loudmouth? What? Who asked me? Hey, listen. Do you want to do you want to start something that doesn't exist here right now that we need, which is an HIV support group? Mm-hmm. So one doesn't exist. <clears throat> In there one there was a um apparently there was one that was uh that was run and I I I don't know if I'm misstating this. I, I, I think I'm correct, but it was it was it was led out of a local Baptist church which is known to be particularly uh liberal and and mm-hmm. has invited gay people into their congregation and, and one of the ministers or one of the deacons actually started an HIV support group that was run out of the, the rectory in the church and Gotcha. You know, happened, but that dissolved about three years ago, and so Raleigh has not actually had a support group where people who um, who are positive and struggling or just need to talk with other people like minded can right. go to. Or, I mean, and, and it's not exclusive um, uh, at all. We actually welcome we welcome any um, HIV positive person. We welcome any HIV positive person, or we also welcome people who are not positive but who love people who are. Sure. So that they can learn about it and how to work with those people and how to support them. And get actual facts about how to be safe. Yeah, exactly. So no magic. So, um, yeah, just in the past couple of months, I took a major leap of faith and said, okay, yeah, let's do this. And so with the amazing support of the LGBT Center of Raleigh, uh, whose link we will provide, by the way, for this show. Yep. yep. Um, and uh, if you go to their website, um, I'll mention it now, but again, we will post it. It's called www.lgbtcenterofraleigh.com. You go to their events uh, link within the page, you'll see the calendar that will tell you when our support group meets. We will have at least one monthly meeting where we have a specific topic that we'll address related to HIV. And then we'll also try to have one or two social outings where we just go out and do things as a bunch of guys without having... Or to, girls. Or, or girls, you know. exactly. To talk, about, to talk about what it means to be positive and, and, and you know, how to just live as a normal person. Because there's a right. lot of people who are still dealing with the fact that they can't be normal and HIV positive. And then that, that makes me very sad. Well, it's there's hard a, to feel normal when you feel excluded. Yeah. And we want we are trying to break down the the exclusivity of it. We don't mm-hmm. want people to feel like they shouldn't be. I will make a I will make a note that um, based on what you just said, um, right now the group we are experimenting with just males because mm-hmm. as males we only know how to speak to the male condition. Sure. So we have not ruled out the possibility that we would open it up and welcome females. Oh but, yeah. So if there's somebody out there who's interested, in maybe helping out. Yeah. In that area. If somebody would like to provide a space for us to meet and get together, to have cocktails, a potluck, something like that to get together. Or maybe if there's women out there that would like to champion, you know, on the side of, of uh, you know, someone including, that, right, exactly. inclu- including women and, and uh, other people in the fold. Or if there's someone who would like to start a women's HIV positive group, because as far as I know, I don't, I don't think that exists. Sure. And sure. then we could come together, you know, yeah. we could all make it one big party. At Humanist HIV support. <laughs> So the group is called Triangle Plus, and we um, we have a we have a Facebook page. It is um, it is private because mm-hmm. we understand that people don't want to disclose their status. The nasty end of the fucking internet. <laughs> exactly. Great. So it is it is private. But if you want to email me, um, I am Rick Denton, R I C 
D-E-N-T-O-N, on Facebook. Or if you want to email us here at the show um, at uh, Snowball. Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> at rickandb.com and, and, and ask me to invite you to the list if you're in the area. Say if you're in Raleigh, Durham, Chapel, Chapel Hill. I will be glad to find you on Facebook and add you so that you will be kept abreast of when these events are happening. So we just had one last night, and then we went out and ate pizza afterwards, and it was a really good time. And we made some connections with people who were feeling really lonely, really isolated. And it was beautiful to see laughter, you sure. know, yeah. after the end of, at the end of the night. Because it's, 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 there's, there's a lot of sadness and a lot of, a lot of isolation that comes out of this that I don't think is necessary. And it's a matter of having the courage to put yourself forward and say, hey, can I, can I speak up? Can I be a part of you? Yeah. yeah. That's what has to happen. Um, so, again, we will, we will post a link to the LGBT Center um, and the events page and the events page as well. Um, and whenever we have a meeting coming up, uh, uh, one of one of the three of us, one of the four of us who's who's started this group up, will make sure that it gets on the, the, the center's calendar so that everybody knows what's happening. And, and we usually try to plan it at least three weeks in advance so that we so that everybody has lots of notice of when, it's, when it's coming. Cool. Um, so my life hasn't changed all that drastically since coming out. Um, some of you may have heard me say, heard me say that I, I lost my job uh, uh, about a month and a half ago. I will tell you this: <laughs> the idea that I have to to um, battle for healthcare, the idea that healthcare is so necessary now for me, has made my uh, my focus on the political state of North Carolina so much sharper. Oh sure. And what is happening, you know, with between Kay Hagan and Tom Tillis, you know, the upcoming election. And I know it's a ways off, but it's not too early to start paying attention to this shit. Oh yeah. Because Absolutely. Tom Tillis Tom Tillis is one of the reasons that we don't have the Medicaid option here in North Carolina. <laughs> for the And why not? And why not? Republican. That's the word for it. <laughs> because you know what, those lazy good for nothing bums that just want to uh you know, suck on the government teat. Uh, they don't. They don't deserve health care. No, because you know what? All you, all you people listening that you, you know, you don't. You don't really deserve health care. You don't deserve basic human rights. I, I think there's a. I think there's this idea <laughs> that people who. I think there's this idea that people like me, like me, who are HIV positive, we somehow put ourselves in this position, and you know, we deserve whatever struggle we get because it's our own goddamn fault. I own what I I own what I've become. I don't deny that. I, I own the actions that I took. That's that's not what's happening. The problem is there are plenty of people who would try to keep me from having easy access to health care because of their own personal judgment. And so becoming positive has made crystal crystal clear to me how important it is to vote for leaders who want to do the right thing in regards to health care. And that is why, you know, going forward, I may be a bit more political political on this show. Those yeah, of, sure. Those of you who listen to our uh, sister station, doing it with Heather and Gabe, you know how political Gabe and <laughs> Gabe is. <laughs> he and I will be very much uh, <laughs> Kay Hagen centric in the Ooh. in the coming months. So and and not so much Clay Aiken, I. <laughs> not at all. Fortunate. Well, fortunately, Clay is not running for Senate. God forbid. But well, there he, was some there was some talk about he was going to distract, you know, attention away from. Uh, yeah, I think that because Clay is from North Carolina and Kay is from North Carolina, 
I, oh, there's a bad, there's going to be a bad tendency to focus on Clay Aiken, who was gay. And it's going to be a, he, I consider him an albatross. He's mm. bad luck if we just don't take attention away from him. <laughs> Unfortunately, his competition died. I would have rather That's, have, I, <laughs> I would have rather have seen that man win it because I, I just think Clay, Clay Aiken is a joke. He does not need to be in politics. Or maybe point. he's not ready. Uh, he's knows? not ready. You know, I he, don't has know a, the guy. he has a great message, but it, the people will tear him to pieces because he's gay. And I think that if they associate Clay Aiken and Kay Hagen, which is a really strange sound if you say the two names back to back. <laughs> Clay Hagen. People will tend to not vote for Kay Hagen thinking, oh, she's associated with that fag. Right. I hope Which, not. Uh, and well, mind you, those are not my words. Those are my, those are are That's the fear of the words that I have that could, sure. could happen. So. Well, you know, unfortunately being in the South, uh, some, a lot of that still exists. Unfortunately, the, the point is, it's time to vote with your mind. It's time to vote responsibly and not um, not pa- against your best interest. Not passionately. That's the word I'm looking <laughs> do, for. Do not vote against your best interest. Exactly. Which, which <laughs> you will get sick. Which it the, will happen. Which the South tends to do. Sure. Um, which is is really really sad. But it, you know, thank you, Clay, for stepping out there. But for God's sake, just sit down. <laughs> Just, I'm sure he's listening I, to, uh, to yeah, Rick and me. I don't, I don't know that he will. I'm, you know what? I'm going to make sure that we put this podcast on his page. I'm going to I'm going to forward him the link because <laughs> I don't give a shit. Hey man, you know I, I guess you got a good voice. I didn't really watch Idol all that much, but yeah. All right, so um, tell you what, I gotta I gotta take a pee and I want to make a cocktail. But when we come you back, take a wee. We're gonna we're gonna talk about something that I think is um even a bigger problem that I have encountered in the past year and a half or so, which is Meth. You, you size whore. All right. <laughs> okay, so we are back. Back, um, back, 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 we back. Are, we are ready for our cocktail round two. And remember, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna chat with us, and we know you do, you've been pent up lately. We, we haven't heard do. from you. You need to, you need to let things flow through you and, and out and, and talk to us. Right. Give us your good feedback at snowball at rickandb.com or if, if you, you think we suck ass, <laughs> Santorum at rickandb.com. <laughs> and, and not like tossing salad suck ass, but like sucking ass isn't bad. Yeah, because that tossing salad thing is pretty good. <laughs> but you got to douche first. <laughs> or at least do a oh, really a, thorough shot. That's, oh, that's a drink. Douche. douche us and, and in, didn't in, know it. In Gabe's honor, yes. Honor. <laughs> <laughs> this um, douche is dedicated to you. Exactly. Oh, he'll love that. <laughs> I'm going to make sure he knows that there's a there's a, <laughs> a douche dedication. A, a douche out to him in this <laughs> show. <laughs> Not a shout out, this but a douche, douche out. out to you. <laughs> Ooh, yes. So, um, all right. So, no laughing matter. One of the things that I have encountered that um, I, I have to address, and I realize... That it has probably been talked about to death and people are going, dude, man, we know this. It's like fucking cigarettes. We don't need to be told that it's bad for me. Dude, man. Exactly. <laughs> Way. You know how people get tired of hearing, you know, those things will kill you. Oh, sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, no. all fucking adults. And who, can... who the fuck are you telling? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Former Addict. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I still struggle daily. 
Um, but I want to talk about the, the level of meth addiction that I have encountered um, since I have been single and trying to date. So it's, it's re- you've become aware of it through personal because experience. You're dating, because you're in the dating scene. Yes. Wow. And what has become obvious to me um, is that he, here in the South, uh, and, I, and I mean, I'm not traveling all over the place all the time, but here in Raleigh, there are more people on meth and who seem to not be able to have a good time without meth than I can count. Wow. And I, I don't understand. And that's okay. And I don't want, I want it to be very, very clear that I am not here to um, bash people who are dealing with meth addiction. Right. Because as I understand it, now let me, let me disclaim as well, and we've said this before, I do not have an addictive personality. There is not one substance on this planet that I have ever tried that I cannot put down and walk away from. Caffeine. Okay, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Check and mate, bitches. All right, all right. So, wait, well, but not everybody is affected uh, by addicted, addictive substances the same way. That's true. You know, not everybody's instantly hooked when they use Coke or when they do crack or who the fuck knows. Right. Um, now, there are some people who would say that I'm a functional alcoholic. Maybe I am. <laughs> All I know is that my those life, are jealous twats. <laughs> my life has not fallen apart because I like to have a drink every day. Sure. You know what I mean? I know how to have enough so that when I've had my buzz, I put it down and say, like, I'm done for the day. Right. Do you it's know not I mean? drinking to the point of oblivion. Yes. I had that phase when I was in a serious depression. We talked about that. Yeah. When I decided that I was done with that, I pulled myself up out of it. So I know what it means to deal with that level of crutch. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have been told by people who have tried meth and who like it, who, who really say, who say that it is really the most amazing adjunct to a sexual experience, that I probably don't want to try it if I don't want to get hooked on it. Because they tell me, once you do it and once you have sex on it, you will never want sex off of it ever again. Pat, yeah, that that's and uh, I don't understand. That's, kind of, that's like an I elevator pitch. You don't want to. I don't understand. <laughs> want to have? I don't understand that. <laughs> and um, and I don't think I want to understand that because sure. I I know how to enjoy sex sober, right? And absolutely with the, with, with, the, with nothing with a person that I am connected to. Yeah, I understand that. So what I have come to to find is that there are more and more people who are willing to go that route. And unfortunately, there are some people who I, I know and care about who are now struggling with having to fight the urge to do it every day. Holy shit. I mean. And the uh, only thing that I need to not do it is look at the pictures of people who are on meth. Oh, or, no shit. <laughs> I mean, they, they start off normal looking enough, uh, you know, but then their teeth erode away and then the lesions appear. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's a downward, it's, it. Look at your face. It's, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, you never, you never hear about the guy who recovered from, you know, meth and he was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he went on about his normal life. You don't really hear stories like that. That's. It's few and far between. And I'm, I'm so vain that I could never let anything happen like that to my face or my teeth. So number one, that's probably one of the things that has kept me safe. Teeth don't grow back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um. 
But I mean, to be really, really serious about it, I, I, I find it very sad that, uh, that we've gotten to that point here, um, as a community, not just, not just in Raleigh, because it's, it, it does exist all over the, the world. I really find it sad that, that we have had to use that um, buffer or that adjunct to make sex enjoyable. Well, what, and what now, do you and, think that comes from, though? I mean, well, do, you now, think, do you think really it was, you know, some, some guy uh, w- was using meth, had sex, and it was like the fucking, you know, the, the veil of life was pulled out from over his eyes, and he saw the true beauty of the world and the sexual encounter that he had, and he had to share that shit with everybody else. And somebody's like, oh, fuck, I have to do... I have to have sex on meth too. It's just that fucking incredible. Maybe it or, was. But now there's one thing that I do know. Um, and again, this is speaking from um, the point of view of someone who is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. You, people, people use substances to escape their reality all the time. That's what I was getting to. So are, are these people... Are, are, are some of the, is it some of the positive people you know, or there are both positive, and, both positive and, and, and negative. negative. But I do see it more in my personal encounters, sure, with people who are HIV positive. And again, there's no judgment, and this is more not, like uh, this is my observation. Know, right, it's observational, and it's yes. c- come on, get get some get some help. So I I see it uh, from my personal encounters more with people who are HIV positive who may be very, very depressed about their status, who may feel a lot of guilt and shame about being positive, and who want to escape the thought of what it means to be positive day in and day out. So they're saying, okay, I'm going to obliterate my mind for a little, well, okay, it, it's, it's a good 12-hour, you know, fuck up. Okay. It's, it's, it's hours and hours of just no sleep, and all you want to do is get fucked, and it feels amazing. And you have this uh, this window of opportunity to escape the pain of daily life of being positive. Now, I again, I realize, my God, I realize that it, it everybody's daily experience is different. So just because I'm not struggling at this point with being HIV positive doesn't mean that somebody else is, and they need something to take their mind off of it. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but, but for that God's kind sake. Of- do something other than drain opener. <laughs> yeah. Drain cleaner. Put put you know, I, I I am one who endorses the idea that you should try things to see what feels good and what doesn't. But not meth. I I mean I'm I'm I mean sex is pretty fucking amazing. On its own. I don't know why you can't have... If you get to the point where... (laughs) If it's not amazing, then, you know, talk to somebody. You might be doing some things wrong. (laughs) I mean, communication. If it's not... I'm sorry. If sex is not fucking amazing, something's wrong. Yes. And, you know, I... That goes for women out there, too. If sex with your dudes is not fucking amazing, talk to them. Tell them, hey, this isn't cool for me. Maybe you should try these things. I'm going to tell you, I am... Being a very open-minded person... I, I met someone who liked to use meth when he had sex. And he mm-hmm. said, do you care if I smoke up a little? I said, no, but that's not for me. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, he smoked up and then he did a bunch of G. Now, you've heard me talk about GHB yeah. or calling yeah. G. 
When you start mixing shit, that's like yeah. You, you, you have to have the fucking nine one one on on speed dial and right. that shit, man. <laughs> so oh, no, no, I got it under control. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm just gonna do a little speedball on top of everything you already fucking did. What the hell? Right. I mean, you have I, a Uma Thurman <laughs> moment. You know, and I really thought Pulp I was gonna fiction. Listen, I really thought I was gonna have it because <laughs> you know man. I'm here. I am sober. Um, but I didn't want to ruin the experience for him. I'm like, okay, yeah, if this is what... You got shoved in the moment. Yeah, right? I was like, you okay, know? all right, look, you enjoy this. I don't want to take away from what you need to get off, whatever. Yeah, trying to lo- be judgmental. Right. Your dick as, was out. As long, yeah. as, as, long as I was... <laughs> Shit happened. As long as I was enjoying where I was, I sure. didn't care what he needed to do. It wasn't threatening you. It was not. And uh-huh. he didn't force it on me, so I was really thankful for that. But we get into it, and about 15 minutes afterwards, I mean, he breaks out into this furious sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be honest about it. He's he's riding me, and then he collapses on top of me. Oh! And he is this big, like football player built kind of person, and I can't like, get him get off, off of me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, roll to the left. Wait a minute, what the fuck? Why? Oh. Wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to be up and wired for hours. And I spoke to someone <laughs> about this, and they were like, no, wait a minute. The G caused him to collapse. You don't understand. You know, he was he was oh. burning from the inside, but the G completely knocked his ass out. And I had to maneuver. I mean, I really had to. <laughs> you're like, like rocking, rocking back and forth, like get out, get off of me. And you're not a tiny. You're not a tiny dude. You're not no. like you know. This guy was like 250 pounds. I mean, he was a, a big bottom. <laughs> Holy hell! And man. I'm like, this is what the. F- Fuck. And so the moment was completely gone and I ended up like leaving him. Once I got my clothes on and I made sure that he was still breathing. There's a pulse. You know. I stayed with him while he was completely passed out for like an hour. And I was like, all right, I think, you know. And once do I, I got, call? Do I call now? Once I, I got him talking, like once I could slap him in the face and, and have him go, yeah, I'm all right, all right, all right. I left. <laughs> I could, yeah, man. That's that's. Uh. And so I don't necessarily say it was. That's it was, insane. I don't say it was necessarily the meth. It was probably. It may have been more the G, but the thing. The, the thing. I am more um, compelled to talk about and compelled to question is where have we gone to that we can't enjoy sex without being fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I just uh, and uh, I hear reports from friends who do the me- who do meth and say, "Oh my God, you have no idea. You have no idea." I'm like, "No, I don't." But it's okay that you do it and because it's it's fucking fantastic without yeah. it. And I and again, I endorse enhancing a moment. You know me, sure. You know, that, you know that's right. who I am. I endorse it. But but, but I, not at that cost. Not at that cost. Yeah, yeah not at yeah, that cost. And so know. I I have seen. So I have seen and I know of people who have nearly lost completely everything. And I'm, at this moment in time, I know of people who are losing everything because they cannot say no to meth. Fuck. And I can't convince them to stop it. Nobody but, needs that kind of shit, man. And I mean, I, I don't know what to do about it. People say life is short, but once you're once you're in a fucked up spot, mm-hmm. life is really fucking long and hard. So it's- I... <laughs> It's not a good place to be, man. So, again, this this segment of the show, this this point, 
is not to shame anybody Mm-mm. who enjoys recreational drug use. Oh, no. Be it good not, to yourself. And, it is, and if you're not, then get help. It's not to know? shame anybody who is doing meth. And you may be able to do it responsibly and hold your shit together. I don't know. Is that possible? I don't I mean, know. Because that shit is fucking dangerous. I mean, you see the know. pictures online. Yeah. But I, but, I, but I am saying that what I am shocked at is the prevalence that I've encountered here in my home city. Yeah. You think to yourself, oh, that's a, that's a New York drug. That's a, an L.A. drug. No. It is everywhere in every city, because, and especially in the South, because you may have seen a movie called Winter's Bone. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you, they talk about meth labs being a big deal in, um, in the swamps, like in, mm-hmm. the, in the serious rural. Um, well, hell, man, you had that girl that was making this, meth in a fucking Walmart. <laughs> she didn't want to steal well she didn't want to take the stuff out of the store she wanted to steal it inside the store and make the meth there right people in the countryside who are bored are making their own meth and Mm. distributing it around places where people can't don't have access to other kinds of drugs so it's not just a big city drug it's a serious everywhere drug where people are bored and don't have or people who are uh it's a it's okay it's 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 a cheap ass drug Oh, inexpensive. God. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, do it. The, the wrath. Mm. Do it. As Whitney Houston uh. said. Okay, crack <laughs> is cheap. <laughs> so, I attribute meth, and I don't know what it costs because I've never bought it, but I attribute meth as like a a um a, a very cheap alternative to cocaine. It probably has a price. Heroin, point. It's got a good heroin. price point. It probably does for, for the amount of high you get for what it costs. Yeah. It's probably got a good price point. Exactly. That's how they fucking and, hook you. Uh, and I really, I, I really don't understand the draw to it because if you have access to the internet, you can see what it does to you. Yeah. And I, it's not Breaking Bad, I, bitches. It, thank it's you. It's not, you know. Thank you. I and you would and I would have thought that with with the popularity of that show, it would curb the appeal. Sure. But you but. If if it is if it does to you if it does to the human psyche what I am told it does, then why would you even attempt it? Why would you even put that shit in your body to begin with? Well, because I, I, I would imagine that they already know. they already feel they have no other listen no I, other chance of of feeling something good. Listen, and that, yeah, that's a bad fucking place to be. If you feel that way, reach out to somebody. I mean. We can research some some hotlines and which is and one of the reasons. Talk to a, tell a friend. Right. Be blunt. Be like, look, this is what the fuck I'm going through. Which is one of the reasons why I started Triangle Plus because we we know that there are um, a lot of people in the South and in, in, in this area who are struggling with being comfortable being HIV positive because yeah. of the stigma that is heaped upon them. I mean, it's hard enough being gay, not just because of their you know heterosexual family or friends, but because of the gay yeah. community who shames you because. Well, clearly you you're a fuck up because you got this disease. Right. You're just uh. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it. it that's the that's the weird double standard that I don't get. You know, standing back and and looking at the gay community. It's the, you know, you have the well, yeah, of course we have a lot of sex because we're men. You know, we're we're cool with it. It it happens. You know, that's that. Fuck it. We're dudes. We're guys. And then you got oh, well, you're just a whore. Right. You got that because you're a whore. Right. Well, wait a minute, but. Weren't we just saying that we like to have sex, so we do, and that's not a big deal yeah. until something uh, 
negative happens and all of a sudden it's because you're a whore? What yeah. the fuck kind of logic is that? That yeah. makes no fucking sense. Yeah. That's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, man. It, the double you people st- kill me. You fucking kill You make me crazy. <laughs> you do. The double standard is is rampant in our community. And it's, it's and it, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me because stop I have, doing it to your brothers, to your sisters. Stop fucking doing it. Thank you, thank you, B. Thank uh, you for saying that. Jesus. Um. So yeah, I, I, I gotta say I have been um, I have been more overwhelmed by the amount of meth use that I have encountered, and uh, it there have been people that I've met that I that I really like, um, HIV positive people that I would like to have more with. Yeah. But that addiction that struggle with overcoming the com- overcoming the drug is stronger than the connection to me and that's so a I, fucking red flag i've had to let it go red flag. what what can i do you and can't I, engage I, man I you don't it, want to fucking attach to that i that's see it insane. i see it destroying relationships that already exist between pe- two people that i love very dearly and then because of one partner's fascination with it and need to experiment with it and explore it on a, on a regular basis. The other partner is like, you know what? I I don't know who you are. That's not exploring. That's addiction. I think it's an addiction too. That's a fucking addiction. And I, I, I have no idea how to, to even talk about it because that's not who I am. And I can, I can be there to support in whatever way I can and can help people get help. But as far as understanding that, I, yeah. I can't go there. My brain can't comprehend what that feels like. And I'm um and and I and it's not that I need to try it to know because I feel like on some level I understand what addiction means. I understand why it happens. Yeah, yeah. But because I'm not an alcoholic, because I'm not a cokehead, because I'm not a junkie, because I I just don't have that need, I there's a certain barrier that comes down that says, Man, Mm, I, I'm not sure what to do with you except tell you the cold hard facts and to, to this right, but I don't think man you're... the fuck up, which well, is which is often a really negative thing to say because sure. because it it, it, it seems well, to imply, it, it seems to imply that you can't be weak. It doesn't address the underlying issue, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's the that's that's yeah. What you have the a problem core? getting to? What's the core? You know, problem. It's, it's, right. You're doing this. Because of something. You're not yeah. doing it just because it makes sex fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Come on. Really? Seriously? That's yeah. not why you're doing it. Right. That, that's the excuse you're using. What do you think is so fucking horrible that tomorrow can't change? Right. And if, and if you can't talk <laughs> about that, then there's the problem. Absolutely. Right. You know what it is. You, kn- you know what it is. You can't lie to yourself. Right. So if you're not, if you're not, you willing, can try, but right. you fucking know it's there. If you're not willing to admit what the real reason, the real reason is that you're turning to meth, then you're not going to get past Just the get, meth. Get That's some it. help. Trust, That's it. trust me, get some help. Just get some help and uh, it, it'll be fucking hard. It will absolutely be hard. It'll be fucking horrible. It'll suck, but it will get better yep. over time. And, and you won't have this horrific crutch that will kill you. I, just get some help. I, that's that's about the simplest way we can we can address it. Because I, I, 
I don't know what to do, but I have, I have put it out there and I will put it out here again. If, if there is anybody listening who has got a problem with this or anybody who knows what to do to help or yeah, exactly. If you know what to do to help wean somebody off of it, please contact us at the addresses we gave you before. You can reach out to snowball Santorum at Rick and Rick and B.com. Uh, let us comment on our Facebook page, send us a message, you know, anything. We will, we will find resources or we will post you as a resource if that's what you want. But I want this gone because it, it is wrecking the lives of some really good people that I know. And there's nothing that I know what to do. There's nothing that I know to do to stop it. Yeah. I have no idea. Well, you got the, you got one, but even if you were to say they could shut you out. Yeah, Exactly. So how do you how do you stop that? How do you stop you know? Hey, dude, I I care about you. I I can right. see that this is going to be fucking bad for you. Right. You know, you should really. Eh, you're just a fucking buzzkill. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I don't want to fucking. I don't want to deal with my. Sh- you know, I got enough shit to deal with. I don't want to deal with you on top of it. <laughs> you fucking buzzkill. <sighs> so anyway, that's uh. Okay, that's 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 my rant about that. But but I, it it's necessary because I'm I'm not sure how many people are talking about it, um, and and I don't know how many people are calling out. You know, Raleigh, North Carolina, is being a hotbed for meth addiction. A ser- but but again, it's not just here. It is it is practically in every metropolitan area and outward lying. Yeah, and it um, it's really it's really frightening to see what's happening and I, and I would hate to see it I would hate to see it become a bigger and even bigger problem. We are weird fucking creatures, man. Yeah. We are weird fucking creatures. Well, I think it's because <laughs> once we real you know, sobriety at times can suck. I get it. And sometimes you just want to numb. Sure, but but it, the opposite of that though is sometimes you get numb to the point that it fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And but you still look to get numb. Yeah. <laughs> and once you develop this once you develop a functioning numb, then you think, "Oh, I can do this all the time." Well, it's not enough anymore. It becomes Ex- your new norm. Exactly. You know? So you need to uh, to increase the numb. So you got to start mixing shit. Right. And then just have fucking 911 on speed dial cuz that's what's going to happen. I um yeah, I, I I don't want to see this become a, a bigger problem for people that I know and care about. And so if anybody's listening who, um, who, may, who, I, who may be a friend of mine and you're dealing with it and, and, it's, and you're dealing with it silently, come to me and we can work on this and we can get you treatment. And I will, you know, with complete discretion, complete privacy. Yeah, you got you to gotta trust. You have to, you have to. You have to put your trust in somebody. I I I, you know? I can't you know, I can't be a responsible human. I can't feel like I'm doing the most that I can with my time here if I didn't offer to help in whatever way I could. Right. If it's not if it's not us, then th- there's somebody in your life that you can trust. Just Absolutely. reach out. Just say, "Look, uh, this is bad. I need to stop this, and I need your help." Yeah. That's all there you is know? to it. Just you you have to make the effort to admit. You just go past the fear of people knowing that you're working with it. Some people will judge you, but the people that matter will not. Right. That's yeah. the point. So yeah. that's my, um, that's my spiel on that. And, and don't gonna... be shitty ass people. Okay. <laughs> Somebody comes to you for yeah. help. Do, do what you can. 
Because yeah, exactly. you know what? You'll fucking need it one day in time. Don't don't be a shitty person. You know what? But you're right. There is not <laughs> there is not one person. There's not on this one planet. self-sufficient fucking person out there. It doesn't exist, yeah. man. You will everybody will need help at some point. <laughs> so realize that if somebody comes to you, you need to take that shit seriously. At least do what you can. Yes. You know, I mean, it might do not be, you, you know, taking personal stake in it, because I understand it, it it can be difficult to get involved, but at least point them in the right fucking direction. Yeah. You know, sometimes helping is not uh, digging in. Sometimes it's, it's doing, it's doing what you can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bend like a reed in the wind. Sure. And you will grow to be a very tall palm tree. That was uh, (laughs) very poetic. It was. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with um, explaining ourselves to death. Fucking death. (laughs) It's been a long time since I talked to death. Oh, here we go. Bye. Bye. Be back in a minute. All right. So we we were supposed to. We're all right. Go ahead. You do it. I, I'm, you want me to I'm do not, it? I'm a, I'm a little oh, shy God, right they always turn it over to me to finish it. <laughs> Why do I have to finish it? All right. So the point is, we were gonna. We we have another topic, but we're gonna save that for another day. Exactly. We have a really good show that we we're gonna launch into, which could take an entire fucking hour. Yeah, and. It's a lot of editing to do. It is. So. But what we, want, what we want to do instead uh, for the next episode after this one, we want to get physical. Let's get physical. <laughs> exactly. Physical. With a couple of very special glass, a couple <laughs> special guests, <laughs> too much wine, who are going to join us in the studio. Um, this Bendy very, people. This very, yes, bendy people. And talk about the importance of being bendy. And uh, we would uh, we would we would love it if you will tune in for that and be prepared for the follow up to what we did tonight or the second follow up about, uh, uh, you know, justifying who you are and why you do what you do. And does why it, do you do it? Does it make do. you want to vomit? Why, so, why do I have to tell you? Why, why can't I just fucking do things without you, you quiz, quizzing me about that shit? So um, we will bid you all adieu for now, but we, we, we do want you to be aware that we have a very special show coming up with um, a couple of guests who will talk to us about um, what it means to get physical in a very different, very hot, very wet way. Sticky. <laughs> Sticky and <laughs> Sticky. wet, wet, yes. Sticky and wet. So, um, B, thank you very much for joining me tonight. I appreciate you oh, as, as always. As always, Rick. Good, good yep. time. Cheers. Cheers. Douche, and bitches. Douche. This douche <laughs> is for you. <laughs> this douche is for you. Was that the Bud commercial? Remember that? This Bud's for you. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Anyway, um, as as usual, we love you. We thank you very much for listening. And stay tuned because we have um, some really good stuff coming for you. And we will promote it. And we will make you make you aware of where you can listen to it and find it and all that good stuff. Thank you, B. And we're going to smack it up, flip it, rub it down. There was a smack right oh, there. Oh, no. <laughs> good night, bitches. Good night.